Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one that's listening to this right now. Okay, so in this episode, I keep saying over and over that this is episode 232, but it's not. I just realized that it's 233. So to get any of the resources that I mentioned in this episode, go to becomeablogger.com slash 233. Not 232. Don't listen to the guy in this episode. Listen to me. Becomeablogger.com slash 233. All right, let's do this. Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samo from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 232, we're going to be talking about how to use WordPress categories and tags for maximum impact. If you're anything like me, you started your blog, got all excited, and just started pushing content out there. But if you don't go up up about it with a clear strategy, you can end up with a messy content catalog. I'm going through a process of cleaning things up right now, and I want to share this process with you, whether you've been blogging for a while or you're looking to add structure to your unorganized blog, or you're just getting started and want to make sure that you're starting off on the right foot, you're going to get a clear strategy for creating a content structure that delivers value to your audience and sets you up for success. The categories and tags, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, indeed, episode 232. You can find out uh, more about this episode. You can get the show notes. You can get um, any of the resources that I mentioned, some videos and all that kind of stuff at becomeablogger.com slash 232. Now, if you are one of those that are used to uh, not just listening to this content after the fact, but watching me live on Blab at blab.im slash Leslie Samuel. Unfortunately, this episode won't be there because I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I, I don't know what's going on with my throat, but every so often I'm coughing and so on. So I'm going to have to do, I'm probably going to have to do a lot of pausing and <laughs> and and recording. And, and that is why if you're used to checking me out live, this episode won't be live, but you're going to get the value nonetheless. You're getting the value because you're listening. But for future episodes, you can hit me up over at blab.im slash Leslie Samuel. Anyhow, let's get into the content for today. I want to talk about categories and, and tags. And I also have an audio question that was asked. I'm not going to play that at the beginning of the episode, I'm actually going to play that in the middle of the episode when we reach to the point where it's going to be most appropriate. And uh, we're going to get into that when we reach to that point. But if you would like to ask a question that you would like me to answer on the show, 
You can do so by calling the hotline and the number is 888-835-2414. And you can do that at any time and just leave a message and I will address it if appropriate on this show. All right, let's get into the content. So categories and tags. Now, like I said, if you're anything like me, when you started blogging or if you're just getting started blogging now, um, when I started, I didn't really have a, a, a solid strategy, a clear strategy for how I was going to deal with categories and tags. And the results are, you know, you end up with this organized, not organized, but unorganized a pile of content, and that's never a beautiful thing. It's not structured in a way that makes it easy for your audience to consume. And I'm not saying that, you know, with what I'm doing at Become a Blogger, my content isn't structured, but there can be a better structure. Now, I got an email uh, a while back, a few months ago, from someone that was thinking about b- b- signing up for one of my products. my At the time, it was called the Become a Blogger University, and now it's the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. And here's the essence of what that individual said. <laughs> now, this is going to hurt. But what he said was this. I was, interested in, I was interested in purchasing your product, but decided not to for one reason. Your own blog is so difficult to navigate that it didn't seem like you could teach me much. <laughs> now... When I read that at first, I was like, ah, whatever, another troll. But then, you know what? I started to think about it. And deep inside, I knew that there was some truth to it. Because, yes, I have a lot of great content on the blog. But how can you find that content? Is it easy for someone that's looking for the content that they want when it comes to building their business with a blog? Is it easy to find exactly what they're looking for on my blog? And the answer to that question was no. And it is still somewhat no. But I'm going through this process. And because I'm going through this process, I wanted to share this process with you so that you can learn from my mistakes and you can do it better. All right. So when I look at become a blogger right now and I'm, I'm going to look at my categories and tags and I see I have 25 categories, I have 131 tags. Now, that's not a, a ridiculous number. When I look at my biology blog, <laughs> oh, man, it looks a little more. Uh, well, let's just give you the numbers. On my biology blog, I have 54 categories, so I have more categories. And when it comes to tags, I have 1,415. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, what's the big deal? You have a, a bunch of categories. You have a ton of tags. Why is that such a big deal? Well, I'm going to get into why that's a big deal. But before I get into why it's a big deal, I want to first define categories and tags because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Now, remember the numbers, especially when it comes to my biology blog. And you're going to see that it's going to take a lot of work to rectify what has happened over with that biology blog. But let's define these terms. Categories. What are categories, especially when we're dealing with WordPress blogs? Uh, Categories are a way of broadly grouping your related posts together so that your blog visitors can get a general idea of what a piece of content is about. 
Okay, so it's kind of like a broad organizational structure. All of my blog posts that are related to each other can be put into one category. And then you can go to that category and find all of the content that's related to that category. All right, I'll give you a specific example right after I define tags for you. Tags are pretty much similar to categories except for one simple distinction. They describe your post into more detail. So it allows you to break down those categories into, you know, the, even a, a, a deeper level of organization. So let me, let me illustrate this with an example so that it can be more conc concrete in your mind. Let's say you are a food blogger. Many of the people that listen to, I have a number of food bloggers that listen to this podcast. So let's use that as an example. Let's say you're a food blogger. And a major part of what you do is posting is post recipes. Okay, it makes sense. You blog about food, you might as well give some recipes, right? Now you can have categories such as entrees or desserts or breakfast, lunch, dinner. These can be different categories because your recipes and actually the parent category can be recipes. And then subcategories can be entrees, desserts, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, your tags might be things like chicken or chocolate or peanuts or pasta or broccoli. So basically, in your different categories, you can have recipes that have that are made with chicken or made with chocolate or, uh, heavens forbid, made with uh, peanuts. <laughs> I'm allergic to peanuts, which is why I say that. But what you have here are different levels of organization. So you have, number one, your parent category, recipes. You have your child category or child categories, entrees, desserts, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you have your tags, which go down even to a deeper level of organization. So if I'm a reader and I come to your recipes categories, your recipes category, I can then say, you know what? I want to see all of the recipes that are for desserts. And then I can, I can click on that category. And when I click on that category, now, hey, I have all of your dessert recipes, which is very useful as a visitor. And then I can say, hey, I want to see all of your desserts that use chocolate. So now I can click on that tag for chocolate and go one level deeper and get all of the chocolate stuff that's all uh, that's throughout your blog. And now because I'm clicking on a tag, a tag can be across multiple categories. So I can see your desserts that are made with chocolate, your breakfast that's made with uh, chocolate, your entrees that are made with chocolate. I don't know what kind of entrees you're getting there, but hey, in theory, it is possible. So as you can see, by structuring your categories and tags, and by thinking about this in advance, you're going to make it easy for someone that wants to go on that chocolate binge. You're going to make it easy for someone that really wants to see all of your recipes that were made with chicken because they are doing this massive chicken dinner or chicken event. <laughs> That chicken event person can get everything they need just because you had the forethought to create your categories and your tags strategically. 
And the end result of this is that they love you and they want more of your content. And you know what? They can find more of your content because you've structured it correctly. All right? So categories and tags are important. Now, I said I was going to talk a little bit about why having such huge numbers may not be a good thing. Like, for example, with my biology blog, with my 1,415 tags that were basically created on the fly. You know, we, we have a post that covers a number of things. Hey, what are all the tags that I can, I can put in there? I can stuff in there. And we, we added all those tags. Well, the problem is if you don't have a strategy for creating your categories and tags and you end up with a bunch of categories and a bunch of tags, you will end up with a lot of tags and a lot of categories that only have one post in there. Now, how is that useful? If I click on your chocolate tab, uh, your chocolate tag, and you only have one post on that, does that help me? Absolutely not. And that is why having that many is probably not a good idea unless you really cover a ton of, of, of content on your blog. All right. So that's the difference between categories and tags. And that's how you can structure them to help your audience. And that's what you want to do. You want to provide value to your audience. Now, a question was called in, and I want to deal with that question. It's from Darren Ward. So I'm going to let him go ahead and ask his question. Hi, Leslie. Uh, Darren here from MyStartupChallenge.com, and I have a question about keywords and tags in a WordPress blog. So what is the difference between keywords and tags, and are both used in SEO? A little background. For the past eight months, I've chronicled my efforts to launch a manufacturing business on my blog, MyStartupChallenge.com. My blog has about 45 posts so far, and each post is between 500 and 1,000 words, but most of my traffic is only from bots. I am using a WordPress theme called Rendon Pro that I purchased from ThinkUp Themes. This theme has an SEO section for each and every blog post that I write, and in that SEO section, it asks for page title, page description, and page keywords. But in another section of WordPress, it asks for tags. So what is the difference between keywords and tags in WordPress. Thanks for all your advice, Leslie. I really appreciate it, and I do enjoy your blog and your podcasts. Thank you, and have a good day. All right. So that was a great question, and it was very related to what we're talking about today. A keyword or a keyword phrase or a key phrase, depending on who you talk to, uh, it's basically what someone is searching for in order to get your get to your content. So I, I'm a, an average person. I go to Google and I do a, a search for how to start a blog. That is the keyword that I'm using. Now, keywords used to be really big when it comes to, to search engine optimization, trying to get your, your site to rank in Google. And what people used to do back in the day is they would add all these keywords into their tag section because that would give Google information about what this post is about. And that would help them to rank for that keyword or that keyword phrase. So in this case, how to start a blog would be my keyword phrase. 
Now, with I, I, I'm not familiar with the WordPress theme that you're using, but it sounds like it provides a feature that's somewhat similar to what the Yoast SEO plugin uh, does. Now, my recommendation for anyone that's using WordPress is to use the Yoast SEO plugin. And what that will do is it will allow you to see how well your post is optimized for a specific keyword. So at the bottom of each post, you can put in a keyword or a, a, what they call a focus keyword. So for this post, for example, I have the focus keyword categories and tags. And I'm kind of doing an analysis of the post to see how well it 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 it's optimized for that keyword phrase. That's not directly related to the tags. It's just what are you targeting? What what searches are you targeting? And it's a good idea to think about that. It's always good to think about what will someone search for in order to get to this post. And then if they're searching for uh, you know categories and tags, it's a good idea to have that in your title. It's a good idea to have that throughout your article because that is giving the search engine some information about what this post is about and it's letting the search engines know that yes, this is related to the keyword phrase categories and tags. So tags, once again, it's a, a way of organizing your content. It's a kind of a deeper level than categories. Keywords are the phrases that you are targeting for that particular post. The phrases that you're targeting for your blog, these are all keywords. When I go into Google Analytics, I can see the keywords that have resulted in traffic to my blog. So I hope that makes sense for you, Darren, uh, in terms of the difference between keywords and tags and my quick tip there is install the the Yoast SEO plugin because that is the best plugin that I know of for optimizing your content for search engines. All right, so now we have a good overview of what categories are, what tags are and why they are so important, why it's important to be proactive about determining what your categories and tags are going to be. So now we need to talk about how to structure your categories and tags. This is a process, as I mentioned, that I've been working on. Um, I've been working on a plan to reorganize my content, both on the blog here at becomeablogger.com and in my Become a Blogger coaching club. I'll be talking a little more about that soon, the, the coaching club. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that my content is structured in a way so that my audience can get the maximum benefit. So I want to talk you through some steps um, for how I recommend for you to structure your categories and tags. And there are going to be four steps that I definitely recommend for you to do. And then there's going to be an optional step number five. So let's go through these steps. Step number one. Step number one is this. You want to ask this important question. Now, this, this, this question is huge. This question is relevant for categories and tags. It's relevant for your blog, your business, your everything. As a blogger, this important question is as, follower, as follows. How can I make it easier 
for my ideal target person. That person that you are trying to get to your blog, that person that is looking for um, recipes, that person that's looking to start a blog, that person that's looking to pass their biology classes, how can you make it easier for that individual? And said another way, how can I best serve my audience? This should be the foundation of everything that you do on your blog. You are creating content to serve your audience because you know what? This is how we're changing the world one blog at a time. You need to serve your audience in the best way possible. Now, this is a question that I've been asking myself over and over again over the last few weeks as I've been creating this category and tag structure. And I want to encourage you, when you are thinking about your categories, when you are thinking about your tags, I want you to think about each of those categories, each of those tags, and then put it through that filter. The question of, How can I best serve my audience and how can I make it easier for my ideal target person? All right. We're not just going to, hey, I'm I'm writing an article right now. It's on a particular topic. So I'm going to have my category be um, singing because I sang in the podcast episode. No, you want to be proactive. You want to think about it through the lens of providing value to your audience. So that's number one. Step number two. Create a categories and tags spreadsheet. Yes, I'm getting all spreadsheet geeky on you, (laughs) and I'm okay with that because this will help you in the long run. This is something that I've created, and I'm actually going to include a video in this post that where I'm going to walk you through the spreadsheet that I created so that you can create one for yourself. It's very simple. It has uh, a few columns, and in those columns, you're going to have specific things, and I want to walk you through those things right now. So the first column, I want you to think about your parent categories. What are the main categories of content that you're creating or that you have created or that you will create if you're just getting started? These are going to be your parent category. So for example, I've gone over and over and over this multiple times and I'll probably go over it more in the future and do some more refining, but I've decided on four parent categories for my blog and I put those in my first column and those categories are number 1 foundations. Then we have getting exposure, we have business building, and we have productivity. Now, I want you to notice a few things. The terms that I'm using for these parent categories are relatively simple terms. I'm not getting all technical. I'm being as clear as I can. The foundations, what are the foundational things you need to get your blog going? Um, What are the uh, let's see, what are the things that you need to do to get exposure? What are the things you need to do to build your business? You know, making money and all that kind of stuff. What are the things you need to do uh, to do that? And productivity. How can you manage your business, your blog, in a way that you are being more productive, especially if you have a full-time job? All of that is going to go into the parent category of productivity. This is what I put in my first column. In my second column, I put my child categories. And these are your subcategories. We're taking the parent categories and we're breaking them down one level deeper. Yes, you can have multiple levels of categories. So depending on 
and 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 the, the how complex the structure of your blog is you may have you know two you may have five subcategories you may have more i don't know think about what provides the most value for your audience so for me under foundations i have fundamentals so what are the fundamental things you need to be thinking about technology if you're getting started to set a foundation you're going to need to get your domain name you're going to need hosting you're going to need um uh, to install wordpress and all of these different things that's going to go into the subcategory of technology then i have content creation and i have list building these are things that I consider to be fun, foundational concepts. So I put them under as child categories under the parent category of foundations. I hope that makes sense. So that's in column two. And then in column three, you can have optional child categories to those child categories. <laughs> I know this gets a little complex, um, but... In my situation, just as an example, under the category, the child category of content creation, I decided to go one level deeper and have a, a child category that's called podcasting and another one for video. And everything related to podcasting goes in that podcasting child category, which is under the uh, category of content creation, which is under the parent category of foundations so i have three levels of of categories here you can have one you can have two you can have three for the parent categories i don't recommend for you to have a ton because it's going to make it easier for them to get an overview of what you're covering so i have my four who knows that might change in the future and then i have my child categories and i have my optional uh, deeper level of child categories now, all of the other columns, what I place in that would be my relevant tags. So under each category, I create tags that make sense. And these tags, each tag goes into one column. So under my technology category, just as an example, I have tags like WordPress, themes, plugins, apps, security, design, software. So if you're on a post on five ways to optimize WordPress and you're thinking to yourself, oh man, I need to find out more about all this WordPress stuff, you can click on the tag for WordPress and then you can see all of the content that's related to WordPress. If you're in that and you see that one of one is about WordPress themes and you're trying to figure out which theme you can put on your blog, you should put on your blog, you can click on that tag, themes, and then find everything that I've had to say about themes. All right? So once again, I want to encourage you to come to becomeablogger.com slash 232. I'm going to embed a video, and that video is going to show you my spreadsheet. It's going to give you a better idea of how this looks. How does it come together? And then you can go about creating your own spreadsheet with your categories and tags. So all of that was under step number two, create a categories and tags spreadsheet. Now let's move on to section uh, step number three, and that is this. Assign relevant categories and tags to your content. Now I'm talking now about the content that you're creating from here on out because it'll take a lot of work to go and do all of the back content. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that more in step number five, which is going to be the optional step. But I want you to be proactive from here on. 
Okay, that's that's very important. Once you've made a decision about the structure that you want to have with your categories and tags, use those as you create your content and use that to assign the, 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 that content to specific categories and specific tags. And this is going to do three things for you. Number one, because you've thought through your categories and tags and you've put them through the filter of how can I provide more value to my audience, it's going to help you stay on topic because you know what the general categories are. You know what the subcategories are. You know what the tags are. You know what you're supposed to be covering. So number one, it will help you stay on topic. Number two, it's going to make it easier to determine what kind of content you need to create more of. If you have these categories and tags that you've thought through and you've said, hey, this is what I need to cover on my blog to be comprehensive, but when I go to the technology category, I notice that I only have three posts or I only have one post and I want to build that out some more, You, I can then start creating more of that specific content. So it makes it easier to determine where the holes are and where you need to plug those holes. And number three, it's going to provide a better experience for your audience because they're going to be able to easily find the content that they want to find. That's going to give them a better experience. And depending on your WordPress theme, it can have different ways of displaying categories and displaying tags that makes it really easy for you to find the content, for your audience to find the content they're looking for. So step number three is assign relevant categories and tags to your content from here on out. And then step number four, adjust your navigation accordingly. Now that you have your categories and tags structured in the way that you want them to be, now that you're assigning your content to the right categories and the right tags, it's a really good idea to adjust your navigation to make it easy for your blog visitors to get to what they want to get to. Now, this can be done in different ways. There are two main ways that I recommend that you can go about doing this. And this is one of the things that I'm going to be doing next. You can do this by changing your navigation menu. If you have a navigation menu on your site, which you most likely do have, you can use the categories and tags in your navigation menu so that it makes it easy for someone to come to my blog and find the foundation stuff or the technology stuff or anything like that. You can make it easier for them to find it by letting your navigation menu reflect that structure. Now, you can use drop-down menus and so on to, to add a different dimension, uh, and, and, and you can check out how I'm going to be doing that on my blog as that unfolds. I might even embed a video here showing you how I've done this because I actually went through this entire process for the coaching club. So maybe what I'll do, yeah, I think that's what I'll do. I will go ahead and record a video showing you how I've restructured my membership site, my, my Become a Blogger coaching club, in a way that it makes it much easier to find the content based on my navigational structure, based on the categories and tags that I've created, mostly categories, but it'll be interesting for you to see that. So that's number one. Or number two, what you can do is you know, create a blog, a page on your blog that highlights your most popular content in each category and then links to the relevant category page. All right. So it can it can, you know, you go to this page that highlights your top five posts on 
technology, your five top five recipe posts, your top five posts on healthy living, whatever the case might be. And how do you link to those pages? Well, if you're using WordPress, and I'm assuming that you are, but if you are using WordPress, you can find your category page by going to yourdomain.com slash category slash category name. Or if it's a child category of a parent category, it can be yourdomain.com slash category slash the parent category slash child category. So for example, I have a category that's podcasts. And I did that because of how I have my stuff going to iTunes. That category you can find at becomeablogger.com slash category slash podcast. Makes a lot of sense. So you can adjust your navigation accordingly. You can create pages that link to those categories. These are different ways to make it easier for your audience to find your content. Now let's talk about the optional step. Optional step number five. Optional step, which is step number five, is <laughs> reorganize all your past content. Now, the reason I put this as an optional step, there are two main reasons, really. Number one, it's a relatively complex step. That's, that's just a fact. If you're going to do this, it's going to take you some time, and you got to have some technical expertise, some technical know-how in order to do this. And number two... If you've been blogging for a while, like I have, you probably have hundreds of posts. And going through each of those and assigning them to the right category can be, no, not can be, it is time consuming. And actually, I'm going to throw in another reason why uh, I put this as an optional step. It's because if, and this has to do with it being really complicated, if you have an established site and Google is already indexing your content, it has probably Google has probably indexed your category and tag pages. Now, here's the problem. If when someone search so someone searches for blogging foundations, they come to my foundations category because Google serves that up as foundations. And let's not use that because that's the category that I want to keep. But let's say I have a category that's on Google AdWords for some reason, even though that's not a topic that I talk a ton about. Or I don't think I've ever covered that topic. But let's say I write an article and I create a random category that's Google AdWords. And that gets indexed by Google. And then I delete that page, that, that category. What's going to happen is if someone clicks on that link from Google, it's going to take them to an error page. That is a poor user experience. Your audience doesn't like that. Google doesn't like that. And the more error pages you serve to Google, the more Google is going to say, you know what, I can't trust the, I can't trust that when I send traffic there, it's actually going to be there. So you don't want to do just delete categories. Here's the key. Anytime you delete a category or delete a tag, you need to create what are called 301 redirects. Now, this goes a little beyond the content for this post, this, this, this podcast, but I'm going to cover that a little in the future because I'm going to be digging deeper into this. But as you're reorganizing your old content, this is what you're going to be doing. This is the sequence that you're going you're gonna to go through. Number one, you're going to assign the relevant categories and tags. Number two, you're going to delete all of the categories and tags that aren't a part of the categories and tags that you've decided. 
And then number three, for every category and tag that you deleted, you're going to create a 301 redirect to new content. So that when someone comes from Google, it doesn't send them to an error page. It sends them to a relevant page, a more relevant page. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, don't worry. I'm going to cover that a little more in detail. For those of you that are interested in taking this optional step and you want to know how you would go about doing that, there are two ways that I would recommend. Number one, uh, Yoast SEO, there's a premium version of that plugin that allows you to create redirects for anything that gets deleted. And that's the that's actually the way that I would recommend doing it. I don't remember off the top of my head how much that plugin costs, but let me check it really quick. And depending on when you're listening to this, it might change. But as of the recording of this, to for the Yoast SEO premium plugin, it costs $89. It costs $89, but it comes with a number of other features that I think are pretty cool. I invested in that plugin. But there's a free version. Uh, a free alternative, and that free alternative is called Simple 301 Redirects. I've never used this plugin, but it allows you to simply create 301 redirects. The reviews seem to be good, so that's one that you can check out. All right, so that's how you go about structuring your categories and tags to to benefit your audience. Now, I want to give you two ninja tips. These tips take things to the next level. Yes, you've created your categories and tags. Yes, they are right on point with your blog. They are in line with what you're trying to accomplish. They are providing value to your audience. Now your audience can find exactly what they're looking for because you took the time to think about these in a logical way. Now, let's take it to the next level. You ready for this? All right, let's do it. Ninja tip number one. This is something I haven't done, but this is the direction that I want to go eventually, which is why it's called a ninja tip. It's like not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Okay, so that is this. Create category-specific opt-ins. Now, I don't know how many times I've said this on this podcast, and on my blog, but your email list is one of your most valuable assets when it comes to building your blog, when it comes to building your business. So you want to do as much as possible to get the right people onto that email list. Now, one way of doing this is by having category-specific opt-ins. I want you to imagine some examples with me. I'll give you two examples. We're going to stick with the example of being a food blogger, just for consistency. But let's say someone is on your food blog, and they are reading a recipe. They are enjoying this recipe. They are finding a ton of value. They can't wait to create this recipe because it looks so good. The pictures are beautiful. The content it is just very clear, and they feel, I can do this. But when they reach to the end of the post they see something. And what they see is an offer to download your top 10 recipes. How happy are they right now? They are loving your content. They are loving your recipes and you're offering to give them your top recipes. Name, email address, submit. You got a new subscriber. Next example. 
someone is watching a video on your blog about the health benefits of avocado. <laughs> now, don't ask me why I chose that, but I like avocado and it's pretty healthy. So let's say they're watching that video on the health benefits of avocado and that's in your healthy eating category. Now, because they are on that healthy eating category, at the end of your post, they see an offer and it says, download my report on five healthy foods with health benefits that will surprise you. Now, I'm already interested in healthy food because I'm reading your health benefits of avocado. or I'm watching your health benefits of avocado video. So I am going to be much more likely to subscribe. Name, email, click subscribe. You got a new subscriber. You are happy. They are happy because now they're getting content that is very relevant to what they're interested in. So that's tip number one. Ninja tip number one, create category-specific opt-ins. Now let's talk about ninja tip number two. This one takes it to the next level. Because not only are we creating category-specific opt-ins, we're also creating category-specific products. Now, you can imagine, we're taking it one step further. Not only can you subscribe, but you can purchase my awesome training program on how on five billion ways to cook avocado. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm going a little overboard, but you get the point. You know, in my case, for example, I have, there's a different way of doing it, and this is how I'm doing it. I have one training program. It's my my Become a Blogger Coaching Club. More on this coming soon. But all of the content inside the coaching club is arranged according to the categories that I have, the categories and tags that I've determined for my blog. So it doesn't end with my blog It also goes into my products. Now, this is going to increase the chances that the people that you are attracting with your free content are also going to be attracted to signing up on your free email list. And they're also going to be more likely to purchase your paid content. And that, my friend, is a beautiful thing because you know what? You're building your blog. You're building your business. You're hopefully making some money. You're hopefully, you know, paying some bills and doing stuff that you want to be doing because of this business that you are building or that you are in the process of getting started or anything of that sort. So those are my two ninja tips. Create category-specific opt-ins and create category-specific products. I want to re-emphasize my five steps for you. All right? Are you ready for them? Step number one, ask the important question of how can I make it easier for my ideal target person to find my content? In other words, how can I best serve my audience? Step number two, create a categories and tags spreadsheet and come back to the blog so you can see what mines look like. Step number three, assign relevant categories and tags to your content from here on. Step number four, adjust your navigation accordingly so people can find your content. And the optional step number five, reorganize all of your past content. So 
I'm going to leave you with a question. And that question is this. Have you been proactively thinking about the structure of your blog, even down to the categories and tags? And I'm going to give a part B to that question or part two, whatever. If not, are you going to start now? Let me know. I want to hear. And you know what to do. You can come over to becomeablogger.com slash 232 because this is episode 232. And if you missed anything, it'll all be there. You can leave your comments. I hope you got a lot of value in this episode. And if you did and you would, you're first, I, you know, if, if for some reason, some crazy reason you're not subscribed to this podcast, first of all, my feeling is hurt. My feelings are hurt. But secondly, you can fix that. It's not too late. Go to becomeablogger.com slash podcast and you can find out about the podcast, how to subscribe, how to leave a review. That would be awesome. And if you're trying to get your blog started so that you can create content, inspire others and change the world while building your online business, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you get my free course where I show you exactly step by step how to make it happen freebloggingvideos.com it's free actionable and awesome that's it for this episode this is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and until next time take care and God bless 888-835-2414 by the way that's the number you can call with your questions <laughs> oh you want to hear it again okay I mean since you're asking 888 Three five two four one four. Bye bye.